This is the Get Better Everyday Podcast with Matt Gouget. Actionable advice from real-life superheroes who, just like you, are in relentless pursuit of the best version of themselves. Whether you're just getting started or have been at it for years, my hope is that this podcast injects you with some positive energy to continue doing what brings you joy. Join me as I interview the best of the best in business, sports, and life. Let's grow together. Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm KJ. And we're the producers of the Get Better Everyday Podcast. Do you like podcasts? Well, then hit us up. IkePodcastNetwork.com will help you build your show. All right, Matt Gouget, Get Better Everyday Podcast. I've got Chuck LeBeau from Interact One, Chief Strategist. Thanks for uh, joining me today, Chuck. How are you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing wonderful. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Tell me a little bit about, you know, who you are and, and what you do at Interact One, and, and we'll go from there. Okay. Well, so uh, I'm a, uh, I don't call myself the CEO of the company, even though I think it might be in my bio, right? I'm, I'm a chief strategy officer. I'm the, I'm the chief strategy officer of the company. I guess that uh, also underneath that entails being the CEO and the COO of the company. Uh, you know, I started out uh, a long time back, back in 1982 in telecom, and I spent a lot of time in telecom uh, learning how to solve problems. And uh, really, that's that's what kind of led me down this path of being a problem solver for other businesses. Okay, so to so help businesses solve problems. Mm-hmm. Yep, I know that's a lot of people say. Okay, well, what does that mean? And it's like, okay, so. So many people out there, companies or consultants, they go in to a business and try to tell them that they have a problem, right? So I'm an SEO expert. Oh, your SEO is terrible, right? Or uh, digital marketing, your digital marketing, or, or your hiring practices are terrible, or you're going to get sued because your website's not ADA compliant. They all come at you with a problem. And I take it the opposite way. I ask businesses what their problem is. Um, and it's normally referral-based. It's normally a client of mine has referred someone to me that 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 has a problem. And the funny thing is, is that 99% of the time, the problem isn't the problem. The problem is the symptom of the real problem, right? I need more revenue. Okay, well, that's not necessarily a sales issue, right? It could be a spending problem. You need more revenue or you need more profit, right? So if you need more revenue, I can give it to you. But if you're selling below cost, I'm putting you out of business, right? So so we work on all types of problems, right? Whether it be, you know, a complex problem where we're doing a lot of data analytics, you know, looking at millions and millions of records uh, or just a simple Hey, I I want to open up a new location and I really haven't created any SOPs for my business. So I don't know how to duplicate it or replicate it. So can you help us out with that? Yeah, I love it. And 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 what comes to mind is as a, you know, someone who considers myself entrepreneurial and I just I like business is fascinating. And as a as a mortgage broker, I have a really cool, you know, firsthand view into all kinds of different businesses. So people coming to me for right. financing for real estate, and I get to say, "Holy crap!" Like <laughs> a business I've never heard of, and they got four point right. seven million on the top line. Like that—that's pretty neat. Um, 
but something I'd be curious to ask of you, because you get to, you know, peek inside a lot of these businesses. I know there's got to be just quite literally millions of mom and pop businesses across the country where they've operated with with not a lot of structure, not a lot of, you mentioned SOPs, like standard operating procedures, um, you know, tell me maybe a story. And I'm sure you've come across these where you're just helping maybe coach up somebody on how to treat it as a business. Because in the past, it's like, we make thing, we sell thing, we, you know, we have X in, in expenditures, and some comes home to us at the end of the month. Right. And we don't need any help. That's what most of the time. Okay. So here's, here's, a, here's a good one, right? So about a year and a half ago, um, I've got a, a, a roofer that's a client of mine, and he was he was hiring a group of people to do his back office. And so his problem was, is like, Chuck, I don't have the time. Can you vet them for me? Can you make sure that they know what they're doing? I was like, okay, cool. So I got on the on a Zoom call with them and we talked for about an hour. And I kind of vetted them out and asked them about, you know, software and things of this nature, their experience, their procedures and, and all this. And I, I went back to them. I said, you know what? They're good. They'll, they'll be able to help you out. So we hired them and things were going great. And about six months later, I get a call from the owner of that company who I talked to. And she held up a little sticky. I still got a picture of it. I think I even posted it on one of my stories uh, where it said, the sticky said, hire Chuck. And it had the date. And it was the day that we talked. And I said, well, what's that about? And she goes, I knew that when we had this call that I needed to hire someone like you because I'm just not getting there. And I said, okay, so let's sit down and talk about this. So you know, we talked about it. And what was happening is she was doing about $14,000 a month in revenue. And she'd been sitting there for about a year. She just wasn't growing. And she said, can you help us? And I said, sure. So I, as I dug into the company, I realized that one, they were devaluing themselves by calling themselves a virtual assistant company, right? Automatically, that expects people to, to think that they're going to pay you a lot less uh, and that maybe you aren't trained. So we, we rebranded the company as a business process outsourcing company. And then to to make sure that that was true, we developed uh, procedures. We made sure that their people got certified in the softwares that they were using. Uh, we helped them, you know, change up their social media, their website, and all this kind of stuff. Fast forward about eight months later, they're at one hundred and forty thousand dollars a month in revenue. Ten so a ten x in less than a year, and it was just because they. They just didn't know what to tell people their business was. And, 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 and by saying saying that they were just an outsourced virtual assistant, well, that just they would have never got to the revenue mark that they needed to be because they're a real company. They've got 80 employees now. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like, you know, branding, marketing, like you guys are, you know, uh, at Interact One kind of doing anything and everything with businesses. Is that correct? Well, so there are certain disciplines that we don't deal with. However, we do deal with them. So like if someone's got like a, a, a legal issue, right? Uh, we've got what I call other chucks, right? So I, I consider myself to be a fractional strategist for most of these companies. But let's say that they've got some sort of legal issue that I can't deal with or I don't want to deal with. I've got a fractional legal guy that I can bring on to the team still gets billed through me 
right? We manage the whole project, uh, but he's the expert. Uh, same thing with uh, uh, like a, uh, an IT problem. So we can handle a lot of IT problems. I have a 20 years telecom experience in that it was IT in the beginning. We can handle those, uh, but let's say that that some small mom and pop, their system gets breached and credit customer credit card numbers, all of that kind of stuff is out there, right? I've got a cybersecurity guy that I can go to and then also the lawyer, right, to, to help mitigate the issues that are, that are around that. But if it has to do with, with operations, uh, has to do with, uh, you know, basic IT infrastructure, computers, things like that, we can handle it. Uh, digital marketing, uh, SEO, uh, content creation, websites, even though we don't build websites, but we can provide assistance on all of that. Cool. Okay. Sounds like a one-stop shop. I'm curious too, because um, how long have you been operating the business? Uh, almost 20 years. Okay. Yeah. So you got a lot of experience. Like what's the number one issue you see where like, man, this keeps popping up over and over again. Businesses come to us and they fix this thing and and it really, you know, exponentially improves their business. Well, we've got tons of different problems that we that we deal with. A lot of them are around just maybe misunderstanding or mismanagement, um, over billings, things of that nature. Because I still have that telecom background. But I would say that probably the number one problem that I find is that people are just, uh, they're not qualified to do the job that they're trying to do. As a business owner, we want to control everything and and we want to build it ourselves or understand it. And even a very small business, oh, I want to do my own social media. Okay. Uh, I want to do my own bookkeeping. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so what it is, is they're, they're not letting go of the reins and finding someone, whether it be on a permanent basis or an outsourced basis, find a professional to help you do that. A lot of times that's what solves the problem is just putting them with the right person. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, as a small business owner myself, as I, as I grew and as I, you know, started to to do more, I realized like, I can't be the loan structure guy and the sales guy and the social media guy and the, right. you know, running a credit report. So, so I agree with you there where it's like people and processes vitally important. Um, once you identify that with a company, what, what do you do to make sure that like, you know, here's where you are, here's where you ideally want to go in the next, you know, call it 12, 24 months. How do you help them walk that path? Well, so we actually help them implement it and, and work with them through the implementation of that. So no matter what, the, like I said, if it's a long problem like that, like a business solution problem, then we've been involved with uh, uh, now for, for a year and a half for that one company I was talking to you about. Uh, as a fractional strategist, I get calls at midnight from them. Um, on small little issues. Let me give you another one, one of my favorite stories. So had a company that, that manufactures low jacks, right? They're the things that find your car if you lose it. And they, they, they made them and they installed them on fleet vehicles. And they called me up and they said, man, we just, we just think we're being overbilled, right? We don't think that our business plan is not showing that we should be using this much data. You know, we we send a message to the SIM card on the LoJack, and it sends us a small little tiny data packet back. And we got all these data charges. And I said, okay, let me take a look at it. 
So I request from AT&T electronic uh, records, what are called their, their SS7 TCAP messages, way too complicated for this call. But anyway, uh, about 15 million records, right? We built a database, started parsing them, looking for anomalies, all this kind of stuff. And we found out that, yeah, there was a problem. They were sending a message and a disconnect. And AT&T wasn't acknowledging the disconnect. They were keeping the data stream open. So instead of being billed for this small little data packet, they were built for an open channel uh, to the tune of about $900,000. Wow. So we got that back for them, right? Negotiated that. They got a check back from AT&T for $900,000. So I like the problems like that because yeah. it made a big impact. Right. Yeah. That's, 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 that's where you're really thankful you called Chuck. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So, so those are the, the one-time problems, but like I said, you know, we've got customers we've had for, you know, five, seven, 10 years, but most of our engagements are normally about a year, year and a half. If it's a, if it's a decent engagement, right. I always tell people, they're like, well, you know, well, I've got a problem. How do I know you? How do I know that you'll take it? And I said, well, the problem has to be worth at least two thousand dollars to you because that's our minimum billing, right? So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna solve a problem that's not worth at least two thousand dollars to you to get fixed, right? Right. Um, so you know, so little, so the little small problems we just kind of do them for free. Right. I got a call the other day. It's so funny. I sit there and I got a call, and this guy gets on the phone. He goes, "Hey, are you the problem solving guy?" I was like. So I very maybe saw a podcast or something. I said, yeah, yeah, how can I help you? Man, I got a problem. I got this guy trying to give me a loan, but he wants weekly payments and started getting into it. And I was like, okay, well, what kind of interest rate and all this guy? And by the end of the time, you know, we figured out what he could do. He had a credit card. He could put the money on that he needed and all this. Man, I want to thank you. I said, hey, no problem. And so no charge. <laughs> but uh, that's not an advertisement for people to just call me up and ask. <laughs> hey, Chuck, my 14-year-old's not listening to me, man. I need you to help me solve this problem. It, right. I always, always say, I say, I know a guy, right? <laughs> really, I don't, but if you got that guy, no. It's, 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 <laughs> I know a guy. Uh, yeah. So. I like it. Cool. Well, uh, I think the best way to wrap it up would be, you know, your advice to, you know, the Get Better Everyday community um, since since you're, you know, under the hood of a lot of these businesses, um, anything you see into the future, maybe, of, you know, where businesses are headed. Because like I mentioned the mom and pops and I, you know, I've there's actually this this trend that comes to mind online, Cody Sanchez and others, young entrepreneurs buying businesses from mom and pop owners that might be mismanaging or just, you know, not, you know, really squeezing all the juice out of the orange of, of some of these businesses. Um, what do you see over the next, call it decade or two in small business? Because I think small business is is probably your, your main focus, or maybe I'm off base. You deal with huge corporations as well, or more small business? Yeah, we, we used to, right? That was my, my sole purpose. And that's, that's another story. It's a backstory of like COVID, you know, we, we dealt with only fortune 1000 type businesses. And then when COVID hit small businesses had problems, like how do, how do I turn my brick and mortar into an online store and how do I manage a remote workforce and things like that. But so here, here's what I see for small businesses, right? You've got to embrace AI. Okay. So we create we created a program. I guess this is my, this is my plug, right? We created a yeah, program 
called How to Train Your Gen AI, right? So generative AI, that's your chat GPTs, right? And basically what it is, is it builds a model of your business, of your customer avatar, of your persona, how your personality, how Chuck is. I'm different than you. I talk different than you. Uh, and it builds all this in an offline database that ChatGPT or another Gen AI can interface with. So we build this Gen AI and we train it, or we build this, this offline database or this profile, and we train ChatGPT on your business. So now you as a business owner, as a small business owner, you know how now have a wealth of knowledge in AI, and it's it it, it it's it's about your your business too, right? So you know, anyone can go into ChatGPT. It's it's like people go to ChatGPT and they ask it these stupid questions, like asking Stephen Hawkins what one plus one is. ChatGPT AI can do so much, and people right now they're not even touching the you know the the fringe of what it can do. As a small business owner, you can train your AI to where it knows your business, and you can go into it and have it create award winning social media posts. For an entire year in eight minutes wow. and you copy and paste them all you can even now with generative ai have it create a photo for that post if you want to i don't recommend that i think you should use pictures and stuff of your own business but as far as the posts with the right emojis the right hashtags because once you build that that profile we can go in and train that ai to where it knows what you, you know you have your hashtags you like to use but it will use the hashtags that are relevant for what you're talking about. And you can build it to where it talks to your customer because we built an avatar of who your customer is, what kind of cars they drive, what kind of bars they go to, cigars they smoke, shoes they buy. We're building all that. Even though you're a carpet cleaner, you still have to talk about their interests. And those social media posts now start talking about those interests. Right. And then, well, I just don't know how to do all that. Well, have have AI build that for you, because the key is, is to learn how to do prompt engineering, how to ask AI for what you want and then make it iterative to where you're asking it to make itself better each time, make this prompt better so I can get a better response. So we train businesses how to do that. And I think that that. That's like the next big frontier uh, for business owners. They have to embrace it because it can make so many logical decisions for them or help them make decisions based on just an enormous amount of data. Yeah, those machines are smart, man. And you said, you know, get better every day. It's not just the the human beings that got to get better every day. It's the it's the machines that are getting better every day. And the the better stuff we feed them the better yeah. result we get out. So, um, yeah. yeah, sounds like I got to go get back to the drawing board and some of the stuff around my business. So I appreciate your time today, Chuck. Thanks for joining me, man. No, man, it was fun. I appreciate you having me. How can people find you? Is there any any plugged, any website or any, any way to, to find you or look you up online? So we're at interact.one. So interact.one instead of interact.com. So it's interact.one. Uh, you can search for it. We're on LinkedIn. My profile's on LinkedIn. The business is on there. Facebook, I think it's Let's Interact. But if you just search for Interact One, it'll pop up. And then if you're interested in AI training, that is uh, 
how to train your gen AI, G-E-N-A-I.com. You can go there and kind of tell you about the program or the training program that we have. Awesome. Cool. We'll put links down below. Thanks again, Chuck. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. Have a great, yes. have a great day. You too. This is Matt Gouget. Just wanted to give you a quick thank you for listening to the Get Better Every Day podcast. Hopefully you're inspired to go out there and get better every day. If you could, please do us a huge favor and leave a five-star review if you found any value in this. Share it with your friends. Again, thanks for listening and go out there and get better every day.